everyone. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday. It's July 27th. It is 2022. We have five games to talk about here on today's main slate. Um, you know, travel day, all kinds of different stuff. So like the slates, it's super solid. I'm joined by Christy Metzger, Creighton 12. Christy, what's happening, my friend? Yeah, good to see you. It feels like I haven't been on the morning grind for a little while. So uh, always good to see you. And I kind of agree. I think it's a nice little nice little slate for a five-gamer. Yeah, a lot of options for a five-gamer, which is always fun. Um, we have some pitching. We have some hitting. We have some bad pitchers to target some hitters against. So um, be interesting to see. Because this week has been, I mean, man, pitchers in great spots on Tuesday really kind of let people down um i mean just the strikeouts seem to be down since the all-star break has started so or finished so you never know what you're gonna get when you get into the second half of any type of season so i mean ownership is always something that you kind of want to try to take advantage of like you know mcclanahan he's at 24 and he was the highest scoring guy like strider and clevenger pitch well um barrios pitch well it's just no one really kind of lit it up um as we're recording the podcast anyway that, yeah exactly right all right let's jump into this five gamer it gets started here miami at cincinnati eight total in this game the Reds are a 160 favorite. Garrett going up against Luis Castillo. Any interest here in Braxton Garrett? You know, um, he's interesting. His price has come up a little bit. Not really sure what to make of him. I mean, he's he's certainly been putting up um, some points. You know, he had decent outing against Pittsburgh last the last couple of games. Um, but he also is priced up to 7.9K on DraftKings. So I, I don't have a ton of interest in him, but um there probably could be worse options for sure with it only being a five game slate i actually have some interest here in garrett this guy has shown big strikeout stuff at the minor league level he has yeah he has three different types of pitches he has a 24 percent k rate this season i mean his his struggles are right-handed power and outside of maybe farmer and dury there's not a ton of right-handed power in the cincinnati lineup so it's a five-game slate. He is someone that can put up 20-plus points. He's been pitching well here recently. Granted, both of those starts were against Pittsburgh. But, I mean, we saw him go out last time and throw six innings and 79 pitches and have seven strikeouts. So uh, the upside is certainly there. I think a lot of the ownership on this slate is going to be on the other side of this game. Luis Castillo, 3.8x FIP on the season, 25% K rate, getting a matchup here with Miami. He's 8,900. Yeah, we'll talk about Gaussman. He's in a fantastic spot with no Goldschmidt and Arnato, but I think a lot of people are going to be looking at Castillo on the slate. I think you're exactly right, and I definitely have a ton of interest, too. Like you said, he has a 25% K rate. Um, good matchup going against Miami. He's priced right. He's just under Gaussman. Um, yeah, so obviously have a ton of interest in him and think he'll probably be one of the more popular pitchers on the slate for sure. Yeah, I like Castillo. I mean, if his ownership gets crazy, you could potentially go underweight on him. I don't think you're fading him if you're playing more than one lineup. Um, but in like a three-inch max, if you wanted to go one out of three Castillo, um, he is in, in those types of contests going to be probably 60-plus percent owned today. 
um, on DraftKings anyway. So, yeah, I mean, Miami hits the ball on the ground a ton. They don't have a ton of power. So, I mean, Castillo definitely in play. Uh, let's talk Miami bats. Anything standing out to you here? No, there really isn't because I have a lot of interest in Castillo. I just think, you know, even for a five-game slate, unless you're, you know, multi-entering, I just I just don't have a lot of interest in the Miami bats. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have interest outside of, like you said, if I'm running 150, maybe I make like 2 to 4% Miami stacks because it's a five-game slate. But I'm not running 150, and I just don't have a ton of interest. Um, that Bleed A kid that they called up, is is he still really cheap? Yeah, he's still 2,100. He's shown a little bit of power. Um, it's such a small sample size, but at 2,100 hitting third, when Castillo does struggle, it's left-handed power. I mean, they just don't have a ton of it. So, I mean, maybe you take a shot on him or Sanchez. On the Cincinnati side of things, you know, this is one of the reasons that I, I kind of like Garrett. You know, you could play Dury in this spot. You could play maybe Farmer or Fam, maybe India, but he hasn't had really any power. Um, I don't mind maybe playing a few of these guys on teams that I don't have Garrett, but they're not my favorite team. Yeah, same. And yeah, and I'm glad to hear what you've said about Garrett too, because, you know, he certainly has played well and I certainly think he's in the mix and yeah, like you said, maybe more one-offs for Cincinnati. Um, but yeah, like you said, it probably makes more sense to have Garrett in your pool than it does to, to stack Cincinnati. All right. We got Tampa Bay at Baltimore. Wells going up against uh, Drew Rasmussen in this one. Eight total. The Rays are a slight favorite here at minus 118. Uh, any interest here in Drew Rasmussen? Um, not a ton. Um, actually have some interest in um, some of the Baltimore bats. I mean, they're priced pretty reasonably. Um, he is priced, you know, at 7.3K. So, you know, again, on a small game slate, you know, everyone's probably in the conversation, but I really don't have a ton of interest, probably more interest in, in some Baltimore bats. If Baltimore rolls out like a six or seven right-handed heavy lineup, I think that's where I would maybe have some interest in Rasmussen his strikeout rates higher. He does limit power against lefties, um, uses like a fastball cutter. It's like a cutting fastball type pitch, um, you know, so Maybe, maybe, you know, because it's a five game slate, if he's not going to have any ownership, maybe I take a shot on him. But overall, I don't have a ton of interest in him. Um, the other side of this game, we got Tyler Wells. He's been really good against lefties this year. He just continues to struggle with righties. Um, and you, you, it's usually the other way around. He should get quite a few lefties in this lineup. He's 5,800. Strikeout heavy Tampa lineup without their best hitter. Any interest here in Tyler Wells? Yeah, I do. I mean, he's the he's the cheapest pitcher on the slate. Um, like you said, gets a pretty good matchup there. I mean, at his price, you know, he's been um yeah, he's he's been just fine. I mean, he doesn't have like a ton of upside, but at the same time, he's been able to get a few strikeouts. And at his price point, um, I certainly think he makes some sense. All right, let's talk Tampa bats. What's standing out to you here for Tampa? Um, for Tampa, um, probably not a ton, but you know, you could you could throw like 
Rosarina, certainly a decent play in there on the Tampa side. Um, yeah, for me, it's probably just picking out a few bats here and there and, and not necessarily the full stack. Yeah, I mean, Lau being back obviously helps. Like, yeah, Lau. Uh, yeah, exactly. You could go with like Lau, Rosarina, parodies type of stuff. Um, you know, if you want to take some shots there. What are your thoughts on the Baltimore bats? I know you said that you have some interest in them today. I do. You know, Baltimore can be just pesky enough. And, you know, like Santander, he hit a home run again tonight and he's really cheap um, on DK and even. Even some of the right-handed guys too, like Mount Castle and, and Mancini, um, some of those guys in there too. Um, but yeah, I, I think a couple of those guys are super intriguing. Odor, um, they, they certainly make for a cheap stack. So don't mind taking them as a secondary stack tomorrow. I think you could full stack them really. Um, Rasmussen is a guy that when he's off, he's off. When he's on, he's, he's, you know, he's really solid, but when he's off, he's a guy that can give up four, five, six runs um, and some home runs. So I don't think Baltimore gets a ton of ownership today. I think they get some ownership because it's a five game slate, but I think the the full stack is playable. This team has really just kind of turned it around um, just in general here over the last few months. So or last few weeks anyway. I should throw Mullins in there too. He always has stolen base upside too. So him and Santander, you know, gr- great plays. Um, and yeah, it's always interesting. I mean, they, they certainly have won a fair amount of tournaments like in the last few weeks or so for folks and they're always extremely low on. So yeah, good call. St. Louis at Toronto. Eight and a half total in this one. The Blue Jays, a 250 favorite here. We got Wainwright going up against Gaussman. Any interest here in Adam Wainwright? Um, no, I really don't. I mean, Toronto has been um, really playing well. I mean, they've been putting up a ton of runs. Obviously, they had a big, big night again tonight. Um, lots of home runs. Um, although Adam Wainwright can be, um, he can be decent at times. I just think, you know, I'd rather have the Toronto side of this game just because, I mean, the whole lineup is great from one through nine and any of those guys are in play. So more interest for me for Toronto and no interest in Wainwright. Yeah. I don't really have a ton of interest in Wainwright. It's a, it's a tough lineup. And I mean, Wainwright's a, a solid pitcher. I could He's see solid. him. Yeah. I could see him pitching well here, but really when you're looking at his overall numbers this season, he just hasn't been able to generate, soft contact to righties like he's been able to with lefties. And I mean, this is one of the best right-handed heavy lineups in baseball. So I think it's a tough spot for Wayne, Wright. Could it work? Sure. I just don't, not one spot that I'm going to play even on a small slate. And then Gaussman on the other side, you know, kind of easing his way back against Kansas city through 108 pitches last time out against Boston gets a St. Louis lineup without their two best hitters. The lineup they rolled out there on Tuesday, I think, will be pretty close to what we'll see on Wednesday. It had a 129 ISO combined with a 284 Woba and a 22.5% K rate. So just not a ton of power. And, I mean, Gaussman's a guy that can put up 25-plus, so he's definitely on the list today. Absolutely. Big favorite, almost a 28% K rate. Like you said, they're missing Goldschmidt and Arenado in that lineup, so it's just not as strong as it has been so yeah definitely one of the top plays on the slate for sure for pitching st louis bats i mean with no goldschmidt no Ronato, 
tough matchup against Gaussman. A lot of right-handed batters in this lineup. I mean, they they rolled out some lefties. I just, I mean, even Gaussman against lefties, he just hasn't really struggled either way. So I don't like St. Louis here. Yeah, I I, I don't either. Um, yeah, there, there's just really not not anything. I mean, I guess if, if I had to pick maybe one player, I, I do like that Nolan Gorman, you know, I mean, he's been, um, a great, a great player this year, but I think there's better one-offs for sure. So yeah, uh, staying away from St. Louis as well. All right. Uh, let's talk Toronto bats. Like I said, Wainwright has really struggled to generate soft contact against righties. Uh, what are your thoughts here on the Toronto bats? Yeah, I, I like all the bats, really. I mean, I and I think one through nine, um, I, I think they're all in play. I mean, I love I love the top of the lineup with with Springer um, and Vlad and Bichette and, and Tioscar. Um, Kirk has been great. He had another home run tonight. Um, so that lineup is great. But then there's guys, too, that get overlooked. You know, you look at Matt Chapman, um, you know, Biggio, he's been batting eight or nine um, in the order, too. So I really think any of those guys are in play, um, just depending on how your lineup construction is and how you get for pitching. But I will definitely be overweight on on Toronto for sure. I think Toronto is a good stack today. You know, obviously we're going to talk about the Yankees. We're going to talk about the Guardians and the Indi- or the Guardians and the Red Sox in the next game. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is this is a good Toronto stack here. All right, let's talk about those Red Sox and Guardians. It's a nine total. Red Sox are 135 favorites. We got Cal Quantrill going up against Nathan Eovaldi. Cal Quantrill going up against the Red Sox might be the spot to the target. Um, and it's not for Cal Quantrill. Do you have any interest in Quantrill here? I do not. Um, he is priced, you know, he's at 6,500. He's the, you know, second lowest price guy in DraftKings. But yeah, I just don't have any interest here. And now we've... Um, Got uh, J.D. Martinez back in the lineup tonight for Boston, Um, even though that they've had a lot of their star players um, not available, um, still no interest for me. Yeah, no interest for me, even with this lineup kind of banged up. This is still a lineup that can score runs and Cal Quantrill just doesn't strike anybody out. So a lot more interest in the Boston Bats. Um, Nathan Eovaldi, 8,200. Coming off of just a start where he definitely wants to forget about um, <laughs> the Red Sox lost a game 28 to five to Toronto. Eovaldi had his worst start of the season. I guess maybe it wasn't his worst start because he really struggled in that Houston start earlier this year, too. I don't remember exactly when that was, but it was rough, too. Um, Eovaldi, 8,200 facing a Guardians team that doesn't strike out at the top half with some strikeouts in the bottom half. Any interest in him here? I don't. Um, I, you know, we talked about Gaussman and Castillo and, you know, even Garrett as some pitchers. So I, I don't have a lot of interest. I, I do have interest. Like you said, that top of the order um, for Cleveland doesn't really strike out all that much. And you've got Jose Ramirez and Stephen Kwan and some of those guys that have been hitting well um, lately. So yeah, I don't have a lot of interest in me of all the I think in large field tournaments, if you want to include him in your player pool on a two pitcher site, I wouldn't talk you off of it. But I also like some bats here for Cleveland, like Ramirez, Naylor, Quan, Jimenez. You know, this is a good ballpark and it's a small slate. And I mean, Evaldi, like I said, is coming off of one of his worst starts. So, uh, what are your thoughts here on the Cleveland bats? 
Yeah, I, I agree. I, I like Ramirez. Um, Quan is just sitting there at 3,700. Naylor's at a good price. Um, Rosario, Jimenez, like you said, um, good park for them. Some good batters in that top of the order. So I think the, the Cleveland stack is, is definitely a good one for, for tomorrow. And then on the Boston side of things, like I said, I think Boston's one of my favorite stacks today. This ballpark, this pitcher, Quantrill doesn't strike anybody out. So, and I will say this, like the more we get through this slate, we only have one game left. The more I'm like, maybe I'm not stacking a lot on this slate. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, on, on smaller slates like that, that's right. I mean, good opportunity to pick out some, some good bats and, and it, yeah, I think that makes some sense for sure. Stevie. Uh, what are your thoughts on the, the Red Sox bats? Yeah. So for Red Sox, um, I think Bogarts, Martinez, um, and then you get some cheaper bats like Verdugo. I mean, he's just 3,700. Um, you've got Duran in the mix. You've got um, Ruff Snyder who's been playing. So you've got, you've got some cheaper bats in there because they have been so banged up um, that I do think they make a very interesting stack. But uh, I, I do like, you know, Bogarts and JD and some of those guys at the top and Verdugo at the top. All right, we finish it out. The Subway Series, Yankees and Mets in City Field. We got Herman going up against Peterson. No total in this game. Any interest here in Domingo Herman? I do not. I mean, he's um, he is. This will be his second game back, I believe. I yep. mean, he just, yeah, he just pitched um, pitched a little couple innings against Houston last outing. Um, yeah, I have more interest in stacking against him. Um, I think the Mets make some very interesting plays, um, and there are some cheaper pieces in that lineup too. But yeah, no interest in Herman for me, even at the 6,700 price tag. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't be shocked. They limited him to 60 pitches his first outing. I wouldn't be shocked if we see like a 75-pitch limit um, here. So I, this is no interest for me in Domingo Herman he really struggled in that first outing against Houston and the Mets don't strike out against right-handed pitching. So uh, David Peterson's a lefty face in the Yankees. He's 8,500. He has to face the Yankees and he's a lefty um, passing. <laughs> I mean, exactly. That, exactly. I think, I think the Yankees are another top tier stack. You know, you've got Toronto in there. We talked a little bit about Cleveland, um, but yeah, I think Yankees are one of the top stacks. Like you said, we don't have a total out, but my goodness. I mean, what a, what a lineup to go against a left-handed pitcher. Um, you know, yeah, you've got a lot of right-handed bats that can do some serious damage. And for what it's worth, Peterson is a really solid pitcher. Yes. Yeah. It's just LeMahieu, Judge, Torres, Stanton, Donaldson, and I'm probably missing people. Um, you know, even yes. Rizzo hits left-handed pitching. Yep. So I just I, I can't see myself playing Peterson here. And I know Stanton's on the IL. Um I saw that on Tuesday, but still this lineup is still very strong, even without Stanton. So exactly. Let's talk Yankees bats. I mean, we just got to them kind of naming them. You know, if you're yeah. stacking the Yankees, I, I really like the idea of playing Rizzo to make your Yankees stack different. Peterson is allowing a 267 ISO to lefties this year. Rizzo has a 266 ISO against left-handed pitching. So, um, yeah, I mean, the only thing with the Yankees stack here is just more of this game's in city field. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, Judge has to be one of the top plays on the slate. Hit another home run again tonight. I mean, he just hitting home runs pretty much every night and putting up just amazing numbers. 
Um, it, I like your idea of throwing Rizzo in there um, just to get a little bit different in your stacks um, or Carpenter if he makes a lineup. Um, but yeah, interest in LeMahieu, Judge, Donaldson, Rizzo, um, Carpenter. I mean, the whole works. Torres, um, great play in there too. So I think there are a couple ways to get different, but definitely a top tier stack for sure. Yeah, I mean, play Carpenter and Rizzo, two lefties against the lefty, and your Yankee stack's different. So, exactly. and Carpenter's been hitting everything and anyone oh my that gosh, throws. Yes. He's been unreal. <laughs> um, the Mets bats are kind of interesting as well. Herman really struggled in his last starts. Um, granted, I don't want to go off of a, a one outing sample size, but. He really struggled with hard contact last year as well. So I don't mind, you know, taking some shots on the Mets here. I think the more I said, the more I think about the slate, the more I probably don't um, end up stacking a lot. So I, I can get some one-offs or even like two or three man type stacks here, but I don't mind the Mets here. Yeah, I don't either. Um, When I was taking a look at it too, I mean, there's, there's a few pieces that are priced pretty reasonably. Like, Escobar, I know he had a home run tonight too, and he can be a little bit streaky, but um, yeah, I could, I could see building around, you know, a two or three men stack for the Mets, um, Escobar, Lindor, um, Marte. I mean, yeah, there's, there's some strong pieces in there for sure. All right. Let's play the morning grind game. We cruise through this one. Nice little five game slate, a lot of options. And then uh, we'll get out of here under 8k to go over six strikeouts who's a cheap pitcher that you like to get some strikeouts today you know i think i will go with the guy we talked quite a bit about um in braxton garrett yeah i think that's the right answer um i don't think anybody else in this range gets over if i had to pick someone it'd probably be tyler wells um against tampa over 8k to score under 15 of the four pitchers who do you think is the most likely to bust on the slate um, I'm going to have to go with Peterson just because he's going up against the Yankees like we talked about. I think, um, yeah, I just don't have a lot of faith in him to to put up a lot of points tomorrow. I'm going to go Evaldi. Um, as much as I don't play, uh, as much as I don't mind maybe taking some shots in Evaldi here, I also feel like if he blows up, there's, I mean, easily can stay under 15. So like Gaussman, like Castillo, those are probably the two chalk pitchers in this range today. Uh, over 4K to hit a home run. Who do you like to go yard today? Um, I am going to say, um, I'm going to go with Cedric Mullins uh, for Baltimore. He's 4,100. like him to, to go yard. All right. I like that one. I'm going to go the lefty-lefty matchup with um, Rizzo going up against Peterson. I like I that him. a lot. Uh, under 4K to get two hits. Who's a cheapie that you like? Um, I'm going to stick with the Baltimore theme and go Santander for Baltimore. Um, he's under 4k and really like him to get a couple of hits tomorrow. Go with the newly acquired in a different uniform, Daniel Vogelbach at 3,700 going up against Herman. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he started the game on Tuesday against the Yankees. I would assume that he is in there and gets it. So. Good call. All right. Uh, oh, stack to score six or more runs. I am going to go with. Um, I'm going to go with Toronto. I like that. 
I'm going to kind of go a little off the board here and say Baltimore against Tampa. I like that a lot. All right. Any, uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, not that I can think of. Uh, although, yeah, like you said, for a five-game slate, I think it's, I think it's a great one. I mean, there's pitching, there's hitting, there's all kinds of stuff to kind of target on this slate. So I definitely like this slate. I think it's a lot of fun. That's going to wrap it up here for Wednesday. We'll be back Thursday talking more baseball. Hope everyone has a great day. We'll see you then.